Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmore here ready to preview Texas A&M and Arkansas playing in Jerry's world, Arlington, Texas, neutral environment. This one can be seen at 11 Central on the SEC Network. Fascinating game, I think, between these two teams. Texas A&M had a take-care-of-business win against Auburn in which starting quarterback Connor Wegman got hurt. Max Johnson came in, played fantastically as A&M, I guess, cruised would be a good word for it. And Arkansas went to LSU as an 18-point underdog and, and nearly pulled an upset did it without Rocket Sanders. Uh, K.J. Jefferson was great. They found a tight end and has. I just think this is a very intriguing matchup when we see Arkansas and A&M on Saturday, Blaine. Yeah, you just got to wonder which Arkansas team is going to show up. Is it going to be the one that struggled against Kent State and lost to BYU, or is it going to be the one that gave uh, LSU everything they wanted in Death Valley last night. And we're as we're recording this on Sunday, on Saturday, they just played played their guts out. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, of course, as he always does, was very productive. You mentioned the tight end play was tremendous. And now you got a backup quarterback possibly who's not your average backup, Chris. Realize this, that Max Johnson, after that, that performance um, on Saturday against Auburn, over 4,600 passing yards for his career, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So this is not your just everyday backup. He's a guy who has experience, has an NFL pedigree. And, oh, by the way, he threw a touchdown to his brother in that game yeah. for Auburn. So there's a lot of interesting storylines. It's a great matchup. It's usually a bounce of ball game, literally, between yeah. these two teams, whether it's a field goal post hitting right off the top of it. I yeah. mean, crazy stuff goes yeah. on in this game so we'll see and i'm excited to break it down chris i'd almost forgotten that okay we're, we're doing this sunday night do we know connor wegman's status has there been an update because when i checked earlier this afternoon i had not seen one no they just said the x-rays were negative so it's not it, it's not that his leg's broken but we know that it can be that dreaded high ankle sprain. Who knows if yeah. it's this, to the severity where you have to have the, the tie rope procedure like Tua Tungvaloa did a couple a uh, couple years ago, a few years ago. So you don't know right now. It's more of a pain tolerance type thing. Of course, everybody knows that he went into the tent. ESPN said he was shrieking in pain. Uh, this is mm. what the reporter said when they were examining his ankle. But, you know, that could be ESPN trying to – trying to bolster up that a little drama to things. We don't know. Uh, but when it comes down to it, it could be a paid talent type thing. But like I said, no ordinary backup in, in Max Johnson and a guy who came in and didn't blink an eye when his number was called upon. Texas A&M averaging 39.8 points. Arkansas allowing 22.8. A&M is throwing at 57% of the time under Bobby Petrino, averaging 7.3 per passing play. Five and a half per rushing play. Arkansas's numbers there, 6.6 .6 and 4.0. The big number, though, Arkansas is forcing turnovers on 3.4% of snaps. AM doing a great job of taking care of the ball, turning it over 1.4% of the time. Arkansas has been an aggressive defense that has gotten after the quarterback the last couple of years. The Razorbacks have registered 14 sacks. So the Aggie offensive line will need to be on guard against a very aggressive Arkansas defensive approach. Yeah, uh, with, with uh, Williams over there as the defensive coordinator now for Arkansas, 
Um, that has changed the mentality a little bit. You see a lot more of a four-man front. They're really getting after it uh, over there. Like you said, very, very aggressive. But Bobby Petrino has not been afraid to air that thing out over there at Texas A&M uh, and, and get things get things rolling. You're talking about Anai Smith, who's having having a good year. Jade Johnson, I mean, excuse me, not Jade Johnson. You got Jake Johnson at tight end who had a nice game, but you've got Jade Walker who, you know, he moved the change with a, with a catch last week and he had a big game the week before that. So they've got different guys stepping up at different times. Le'Veon Moss really running the ball well for him in this last game. Um, but the player that I think if Texas A&M is going to hit its full potential offensively, Chris, and I think you'll see it as it gets going on later in the year because freshmen aren't freshmen anymore the more games they get under their belt. Reuben Owens, and you mentioned you yeah. mentioned this a couple of times. Many times. Man, when the ball got in his hands, he, he got limited touches, but just he is special, Chris. I mean, the way that he's able to make people miss in space and he can accelerate and cut so quickly uh, with, a, with a pretty decent-sized frame – Ruben Owens is a guy that I think is going to be special in a in a, in a kind of separator piece. But this this Arkansas defense, like you said, they they create pressure. They've been opportunistic at times. Uh, can they give Max Johnson some different looks? Remember, they broke Max Johnson's thumb in this game last year. Uh, that you know were able to uh, bang him up in this game, and that that changed how the offense would look. So. I think it's going to be an exciting uh, matchup. I don't know if this Texas A&M offense is any more potent than the one they just faced in LSU, so there ought to be some some confidence there that they were at least able to to cause some frustration, but LSU had a big game against Arkansas offensively too. So can they slow down the A&M offense and muddy up the picture for Max Johnson? I'm excited to see what happens in Jerry's world on that that side of the matchup. On the other side, Arkansas averaging 36.5 points a game, A&M giving up 17.8. And look, A&M's schedule in terms of offensive opponents has been lacking, would be the nice way to say it. The, the one game that A&M has played against a good opponent, uh, that was kind of a disaster against the pass against Miami. Having said that, A&M's defense was expected to be a strength this year, especially on the passing side, and the numbers have been pretty good. A&M giving up 4.3 yards against running plays and 5.4 against passing plays. Arkansas, even with the Rocket Sanders injury, averaging 4.6 on running plays, and 55% of the time is how often the Hogs run it, 7.2 on passing plays, and Arkansas is turning it over 1.5% of the time. A&M's defense has done a terrible job of forcing turnovers, 0.9% of snaps, which is kind of hard to believe given that it's got 13 sacks and given some of the teams that it has played. But uh, I say the Rocket Sanders injury hasn't even been available, and so I don't know where he is for Saturday, but certainly the, the return of a healthy Rocket Sanders would be a huge boost to the offense, although even if he plays, and I don't know where we stand on that as of Sunday night, you can't think he's going to come in and, and bust off 200 yards the first game. Usually it's – if he's not playing last week, I'm going to guess he's at less than 100% this week if he does play. Well, they did say – Sam Pittman said leading into the LSU game 
that he was moving around. He was working his way into things with the, with the team, and they were even you know saying, okay, it's questionable he might play against LSU. Was that gamesmanship? Was that them just trying to keep the Tigers guessing? Who knows? But at least he was practicing a little bit. He was moving around out there doing things. So we'll see if that trends towards him playing Saturday against Texas A&M. That would be a huge even a even a not 100% rocket sanders i think would be a huge lift uh to the the arkansas team in terms of morale and just having another playmaker out there but they they made plenty of plays in their own right against against LSU on saturday night this past week so kj jefferson continues to 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 make big plays when when they're needed um he found armstrong on a couple of nice plays of course haas was was excellent at um, at the tight end position, I think it, it is going to come down to okay, that secondary they got exposed by Tyler Van Dyke. Um, you know, t- in Texas AM's secondary, does DJ Durkin is he able to make some adjustments? Because, uh, you know, too many, too many busts, too many missed tackles, and it, that sometimes may be hey, if you're going to refuse to wrap your arms around somebody, you're going to try to knock them out with your shoulder, Chris. That the adjustment may be get their tail out of the ball game. It may be what DJ Durkin yeah. has to do. Um, and as you pointed out, that should have been a strength of this team with some of the experienced players they brought in. Uh, that defensive front is playing very, very salty for Texas A&M. I wonder how Arkansas's offensive line will hold up against that defensive front and if they will be able to run the football they got a little bit of a run game against LSU not as great as they would have liked KJ Jefferson ran it pretty well um, and helped things out there on that end so I think it all comes down to can Texas A&M in Dallas uh, in a neutral environment can they go in there and play sound on the back end if they do I think they have an advantage along the lines of scrimmage yeah, not going to get away with arm tackling against KJ Jefferson and that bunch. Okay, discipline. Aggies averaging 61 yards a game in penalties, which isn't great. Arkansas averaging 79 yards, which is awful. Penalties have really hurt Arkansas at times this year, and I think a lot of those have been offensive line penalties. Special teams fairly even. AM 34th and SP Plus's rankings, Arkansas 29th. All right, let's get down to the lines and what the computers say. What I've got here, AM is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, the over under you have is 55. Okay, that's a lot higher than what I've had. So that makes for a predicted final score of 31 25 in Texas AM's favor, ESPN's FPI. And again, this is a neutral field. So another, neither team gets a home field advantage, has AM by nine. SP plus AM by 11, Jeff Sagarin AM by nine. So the computers like the Aggies a lot more than do the odds makers in this one, Blaine. Yeah. I mean, I just think that when you look at these two teams and you look at the lines of scrimmage right now, consistently, I think Texas AM has been a little bit better. Now, Texas AM has faltered in running the football, I think, at certain points in times more than they would have liked to. And they probably want a little bit more production out of that. Um, but I will say that I just think that when you look at the at the receivers and what they're able to bring, I think it's going to be difficult at times for Arkansas to hold up on the back end. It's really going to come down. It's really going to come down to the trenches, Chris, because how can 
each team, whether it's Max Johnson or Connor Wigman for A&M, how can each team affect the other one's quarterback? If KJ has time to sit there and pick you apart, he will. If Max Johnson or Connor Wigman have time to sit there and pick you apart, they will. So I think it's going to be which defensive line can get pressure, can get home on the on those quarterbacks. I tend to like Texas A&M's to do it a little bit better, even though I know that that they haven't got as much pressure maybe as Arkansas's throughout the year so far. I just think that you've got a lot of talent over there, uh, and I think, quite honestly, if it is Max Johnson, Chris, I think he came in and he actually gave that Texas A&M offense a, a spark. They 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 played well behind him, and sometimes that happens, and it leads to things you know with him getting injured last year. He's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Texas A&M to to win this one, but I'm not real confident in the pick. I think it's gonna be a real close game. That is exactly how I feel. I, I'm taking A&M because of the defense, but there's that little nagging voice in the back of my head that says this is a game that KJ Jefferson could win by himself almost. And so I think if it happens, that's probably your recipe. Anyway, gonna be a fun one. Can't wait to see it at eleven o'clock again. That on the SEC Network. For Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again soon.